calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at toddhancock.ca. Good to meet you, Paul. Yeah, wonderful to meet you, too. Yeah. Uh, so you started following me on uh, Twitter about, uh, I guess, two, three weeks back. And and then I, I was like, who's this photographer guy? And I kind of flipped through and like, holy hell, you have an incredible amount of like fantastic uh, pictures of live shows, events, uh, just rock stars in general. How long have you been doing this for? Well, I got started when I was about 18 years old and uh, did the photography uh, probably till I was about 20 or so. Uh, but before that, I was interviewing uh, musicians. And uh, because oh. I was going to uh, shows and all that, I thought, well, you know, I'd like to figure out uh, doing uh, photography because I... Uh, used to get all the uh, rock magazines when I was uh, a teenager, Hit Parader, Circus Magazine. Rolling Stone. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always enjoyed uh, the, the spirit of the photography in there. And I thought, well, you know, I'd like to uh, give that a crack. And um, my dad gave me uh, my uncle's old film camera, a uh, old Pentax, probably from the 1950s and uh started using that but that wasn't really gonna be enough to uh you know capture what i needed to uh capture but that kind of got me going for a, a, a few shows and then uh, got a um more modern camera well modern for the time for 1990 um and then uh, just you know figured it out for myself really yeah because i mean it's the, the difference of like interviewing somebody you can get better at that if you just kind of hack away at it but there is an art to photography so how long did it take for you to feel like you know my stuff is is as good as the next like i'm i'm a pro photographer now well i mean it, it was kind of i i, I suppose uh you know, the first show I photographed was the Black Crows and uh, seeing the Black Crows back then in 1990 was like probably seeing, a, you know, a early version of the Rolling Stones or the sure, Small 100%. Faces. 
Yeah. And uh, that was the first concert that I had a photo pass for. Unfortunately, I didn't know that you had pit access. So uh, my shots were off from the balcony. They, they they weren't that great, but they're special to me. I mean, if you know what I mean, because, you know, they're your first. And uh, so I kind of figured it out. And um, the first show that I shot that I realized, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I am pretty good. It was kind of funny, I suppose. Uh, there was a band called Dread Zeppelin. Um, oh, yeah, that, I remember that. It was like a reggae zep. Yes. And I photographed them. And I had a pretty good shot of the lead singer. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not too bad. And uh, the magazine I was shooting for, uh, the editor, like, uh, looked at that picture and said, oh, yeah, that's that's really good. And I thought, oh, okay. So then, um, you know, it was just, you know, you're shooting film back then. I mean, we're in this digital world these days. I mean, people are going back to film, but when you're shooting shows you don't know if you got what you think you got and uh, because of the lighting and all that and so it took a little bit of trial and error but i mean right off the bat i was you know photographing acts like uh ario speedwagon megadeth slayer um ted nugent um in you know I, i was i was getting some nice shots but i mean what i think a lot of times you're doing no matter what you're doing you're you're emulating you know you see in a rock magazine well the these shots i like these types of shots so you yourself go out there and try to to emulate those you know the same thing you know i uh, interviewed uh, musicians uh, first musician i've inter- interviewed was gene simmons i was a couple of days out of high school 18 years old so you you, awesome. you yeah you know if you're gonna dive in dive in at the deep end of the pool i guess sure, sink or swim yeah yeah i mean it was a in- incredibly intimidating experience i mean as you can imagine i mean gene simmons i mean i don't know if you've had a chance to meet him interview him or anything like that i interviewed him when i was uh i, I did the afternoon show at a rock station here in vancouver for 12 years so i sure. was lucky enough to talk to him then but uh yeah he's an intimidating guy and he's also one of those guys if there's blood in the water he'll fucking bite you sure and i mean at some level it's it's a form of play with him i suppose sure it is 100%, better yeah. words but um it was intimidating, you know. I, I still got that interview tape. I mean, one of these days I'll have to digitize all my interviews. I started doing that about a year ago, but then okay. uh, some other stuff came up um, and didn't get around to uh, doing that. But I mean, I've got probably about a hundred to one hundred and fifty uh, interviews that I did over mm-hmm. about um, I don't know, maybe about a four-year period. Um, wow. But, okay. So, have you shot? kiss have you been in oh, the and been able to yeah, yeah. I, I i photographed uh kiss um on the uh the first time was on the revenge tour probably my favorite of the non-makeup okay. uh that was like the early 90s uh 1992 92 yeah and um then i photographed them uh probably 2016 uh, obviously back in makeup, but it was it wasn't the original lineup, of course. Um, right. But um, yeah, photographed Kiss a couple times. You betcha. Well, that's great. And, and so, what are some of the key highlights for you for uh, rock gigs or just cool shows that you've shot at, or maybe even some things beyond the pictures and like 
like backstage antics or anything that's that was special at shows that you know you wouldn't expect i guess well i i don't know if i really got into too much backstage antics when i was younger i didn't drink didn't do drugs none of that stuff um, okay probably qualified for some form of sainthood i don't know i should have checked into that <laughs> i had two uncles who were priests so right. i mean but you know i was um very focused on you know just taking pictures and um you know as far as uh standouts i mean i i, I think one of the things i always say is i approach things as a fan uh, and maybe that sounds corny, but um, I, I think you have to have that sort of a connection with uh, who you're photographing at a certain level. Now, the other thing is when I got into doing photography, um, hair metal was the thing. And I grew up in the 80s. I mean, I came up on uh, Van Halen, Motley Crue, uh, stuff like that. So Priest and Rat and all that stuff. Rat, yeah, you name yeah. it, Def Leppard. Sure. Um, so that that was um, what I was uh, feeding on as a as a teenager, and I I, I also had the hair to prove it back then. <laughs> nice. And <laughs> you know, but uh, hair today gone tomorrow. Um, but um, when I got into that, you know, hair metal still ruled, and within about a year, it was just such a seismic shift because um you get to november of 91 and um teen spirit hits and within almost a day you know you went from the motley crews to nirvana pearl jam and all of that and alice uh, in chains and sound alice in chains i mean alice in chains i i were a band that i really really enjoyed and i was fortunate to uh uh, photograph them uh, when they were uh, with a Clash of the Titans tour in 1991. That's awesome. And, um, and then again, a couple months later, they were opening for Van Halen, and uh, they they were just um, amazing. Uh, the the energy um, that you felt from them it was a real electricity, and um, you know, I I shot all that stuff in the 90s, and then I just I got out of shooting pictures because it was it was costly um in, mm. you know being a college kid and all that i mean i get some stuff published nationally globally whatever but um it it was pretty pricey because you had to uh, pay for uh, uh developing slide film which is if you wanted to be in magazines that's um that's what you were going to um you know be shooting on so um mm. all that stuff went away uh in to my garage for uh, probably almost 20 years. And I started scanning that here and there after I got back into photography in 2010. And then uh, in 2020, well, there's no place to go, nothing to do. So I uh, scanned pretty much the bulk of my um, photography. And, and uh, it was, um, you know, you're kind of asking about um, when did you know you were good? Uh, the thing that I realized you know, and this was almost 30 years down the road, I was better than I knew I was. Uh, but I didn't have anything to compare it to in certain terms, I suppose, because um, 
I was still looking through things with the eyes of a, you know, young man is 18 years old, but then you come across shots, you know, I've got a shot of Billy Corgan, um, you know, smashing pumpkins um, when they were uh, doing their first uh, big tour. And, uh, you know, I look at that and, um, you know, that was kind of a shot that I felt was, you know, kind of in the vein of a Jim Marshall, who was one of the uh, uh, grandfathers of rock photography. So I kind of reconnected with a lot of my work later in life. And uh, then the other thing is, you realize the community out there um, online, whether it's, you know, we connected on Twitter or X or whatever it is today or Instagram or Facebook, um, all that stuff has really come of age. Uh, so we want to kind of at some level recapture our, our youth. And we do that through music often a lot of times. And you realize the bond and connection uh, that a lot of these folks have would say Lane Staley or a Maynard James Keenan or a Billy Corgan and uh, what those uh, musicians in those bands uh, mean to people. And I realized how fortunate I was to be able to uh, photograph them at uh, such an early time in their careers. And you, you don't necessarily know where those people are going to go and you have no concept of the internet or digitization at that time, because I mean, that stuff really didn't exist in, you know, 1990, yeah. 91 or 92. I mean, it did, but it wasn't the, uh, the oh, average person didn't, totally. you know, know that. At, at that point, dude, that's full on. You're a geek, you know, you're yeah. like a tech savvy, you know, oh, it's yeah. way beyond what, what we're seeing today, of course. Right. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Back then, you didn't have as many people who were photographing these shows. Many times, I was the only person who was there in mm. the pit. And um, now, I mean, everybody has their camera making sure. uh, videos or um, uh, photographs. So, well, the thing is, is though, like these phones now. Yeah, they're they're the cameras on these phones are incredible. Oh yeah, I mean you, uh, you you're going to get a picture that's almost every bit as good, and it's going to get infinitely better as the next generation of your phone comes out. So yeah, it's amazing. What's what's interesting, um, kind of you know, obviously the whole AI thing is going on. Mm -hmm. So Adobe just kind of went full on with a lot of the AI stuff and uh, the. Uh, uh, pictures that you can create with Adobe and AI look more lifelike than some of the camera pictures that you take because those camera pictures now, some of them, you know, don't look real. So it's kind of interesting seeing that in comparing and contrasting that. I mean, I if I see a photograph, I want a photograph to pretty much look like a photograph, you know. Sure. Yeah. I, I saw something the other day that uh, I just laughed at it. It was, it was a girl that had I guess given her face to the AI. Yeah. And it was like her the whole point of the account was here's me but it's AI driven. Yes. Yeah. So it's her in a bikini, it's her in a car, it's her golfing, it's all the shit, but right. none of it's real. Right. And of course of course it had like 220,000 followers or some shit like that, right? Yeah, I know, it's madness. Dude, it's maddening. 
that's like that infuriates me man well the the, the funny thing is it just is that um and even before the AI thing, there'd be people would accuse me of photoshopping a certain guitar into somebody's hands. No, really. And I'm 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 not like a real Photoshop wizard or anything by any means. And I didn't Photoshop that guitar into somebody's hands. It'd be like, well, they weren't playing that guitar until then. I was like, yeah, they were because I was there. You're like, you I know? guess I got the first shot of them playing it. Uh, looks like. Yeah, so I mean, it's a, but for a minute, like you, you almost question yourself because you know, as time goes on, your memory does get a little bit rusty. But there's uh, many shows that stand out in an incredible way for me. I mean, like Pantera, for example, you're up on stage, you know, with um, Dimebag and uh, Phil. I mean, that that is just such an intense show i mean obviously if you've been to a pantera show you know how intense it is but uh especially back probably when you were shooting them in the in the early 90s like that was they were a powerhouse man 91 small club and um you know again you don't know where these artists are necessarily going to go and i think a lot of times with photography it's almost like fine wine um and that's not necessarily say stuff that i shot but you know stuff that you shot you know your uh personal photographs as you go down the road the years those photographs become more powerful for you and it's the same you know with music and you know seeing somebody um like uh, eddie vetter back in 1991 you know you remember instantly where you were who you were how you old know, you were, all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's a, it's an amazing trip down memory lane to um, to be able to have that. So, I mean, I'm I'm really grateful uh for the opportunities that I had back then because I didn't necessarily, like I said, I didn't realize who some of these artists would become, and I wasn't necessarily fans of a lot of those musicians. And it's nothing against them. Um, in what I've also done is I scan stuff in is I would take time and visit that artist's music and uh, kind of uh, became uh, more into them years down the road. Um, you know, for example, Tool, I never was really into Tool, but now I become immersed in their music and, you know, what what Maynard's mindset was and all of that in seeing them in uh, 93. I mean, it was, you know, you, you see a tool show now versus then, I mean, then it was just this raw stripped down thing. And Maynard um, is just, you know, all over the stage and contorting himself and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, have such a deep respect for a lot of those musicians and they uh, a lot of them were kind of the that last moment before the internet and um there i don't know if i want to use the word innocence but maybe there was a, in, an innocence to things before everything was all over the place and you had file sharing and all of that stuff and um so that period you know something special about that and um i mean gen x uh you know we had some really cool stuff in that period of time for our generation and uh looking back i think uh you become more appreciative of that is uh 
as time goes on and you see how things are manufactured these days. And um, there was just uh, such a, an amazing connection that you had with those musicians and bands. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think you nailed it right on the head. Like we had, uh, you know, as Gen X, we had before the internet and yet somehow it was the best of times. And, oh, absolutely. And of course now present day, like I can't even remember what it was like to not have internet and, you know, staring at my phone and going through memes and shooting my kids some funny shit from time to time. And sure. But you know, we, we had it good both ways. You know? Oh yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, I I don't know. I I wouldn't discount the experience of this generation. It's just not our generation. Yeah, it's just and not the same, right? But no, it it it's not. But um, you know, they're going to have children, and they're going to say, well, you know, their children aren't having the same experience or whatever. You know, before right. we had this, that, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, you you look at the Woodstock generation and they'll say, well, you know, those who came up in the late 80s and 90s, uh, they didn't have this or that. This was better. I, I, I don't know if I would say, you know, one is really better than the other. I mean, it's, it's your experience. I think that, um, you know, even though I photographed, I also experienced these things and took them into um, myself at a, I guess, for lack of better words, at a cellular level. And uh, if I somehow, unfortunately, lost all the pictures that I took, I still had that experience and it still means something to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, you you connect with that, uh, which which I think is very important. Yeah. Oh, as a photographer, you're going to love this quick story. I'll, I'll tell you that, that yeah. memory. So I went down to, to uh, San Francisco and I did the world album premiere with Metallica for their St. Anger album. Oh, wow. So I went down and I, I, I went, I saw them at a, at a small club called, uh, oh, what was it called again? Really small place, like maybe, I don't know, 500, 800 people kind of thing, San mm -hmm. Francisco. And uh, and took a bunch of pictures, and I took a couple winners from the radio station with me in the airplane, and this and that, blah blah, like tons of great photos. And then on the flight back, brand new, brand new camera. But on the flight back, it had said something, you know, to the effect of like, "Do you want to uh, uh, format the card?" I'm thinking, yeah, I think I do want to format the card. I guess, like, I don't know what that means, but I'll say right. sure. And of course, as soon as I hit format, it's like, <laughs> oh I'm my gosh, watching as this new camera with all these pictures of Lars and James and like, you know, uh, but your the point is, is that it's, it's still here. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it's still there. I may not have right. the, the pictures anymore, but yet somehow it lives on. Right. Yeah. But it, yeah, I get it. It'd be nice to have the pictures and I mean, I've had a, pictures, yeah. a, a, a couple of times, um, uh, usually you, you you're able to shoot three songs and um i remember shooting joe satriani i think this was in like 1992 okay. and it was in the winter and i took my camera in and because of the temperature difference i got my camera up started to take pictures and it's like everything just steamed up and i was like oh my god <laughs> it's like no and then I just, I in 2020 or 2021, when I was going through negatives, I like rediscovered those negatives. And it was like, well, maybe there's something I can do with a couple of those. I was like, ah, no, <laughs> it's just bringing back a, a, it just, a, a, 
a wall of steam across the whole thing, right? Well, like, you could see his his silhouette, but it wasn't in an artistic enough manner. I mean, I've got a, a few photos that I've put out there that I thought, well, you know, this really isn't passable, but people like them now. Uh, I've got a blurry shot of um, Dimebag, and uh, it's just the the motion and emotion of that. Or I've got a shot of Phil Anselmo flipping me off. It's a little bit blurry, but, you know, people like the photo. So sometimes you're a little too hard on yourself with something, you know, put it put it out there and, you know, uh, you know, raise the flag, see if anybody salutes, I suppose. <laughs> That's great. And what was the first concert that you went to? Not necessarily where you shot, but like what was oh. your first concert you went to? Stevie Ray Vaughan in 1985. Mm. Um, but with that said, I think my first concert was um, maybe a year before. I, I, I feel that everybody has a first concert that they say that was their first concert, and it's really cool. And then there's this concert that they saw that was not really cool. Yeah, but yeah. It, the first one was probably in my um, auditorium in my junior high it was like some cover band playing um, Van Halen jump and all this stuff. But I thought it was like cool as hell, but uh, that was probably my first. Um, but uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was my, you know, professional first, I guess. As yeah. Far. I mean, you can't really call a cover band a concert. Like even if that was legitimately your first concert, like that. Can't yeah. Happen. But I, not... but I, but I geeked out a little, you know, cause you yeah. know, you're in that, uh, oh, sure. if you're 13, into 13, 14 years old, you know, that's where, you know, you're starting to blossom musically. Um, no, no matter what your generation is, you know, you're trying to kind of connect, see what you connect with. I mean, I, I was fortunate. Um, I'm the, the youngest, my brother and sister are 10, 11 years older than me. So, I grew up with them both listening to music, but both different um, genres. Uh, you know, my brother was Deep Purple, Black Sabbath. My sister was Joni Mitchell and Billy Joel. So oh, okay. I've always been, you know, eclectic in my tastes. I mean, good music is good music. I mean, yeah, I, I, I never so. really buy into people who's as like, well, this is, that's crap. That's crap. It was like, it, it, there's something there good about all the stuff you know and, and there's crap in every genre oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, paul do you work a day job or does photography you know pay the bills and keep you alive and um well i've done a number of different things uh i've done um a software company i uh, do some stuff with uh ai um but i also do photography as is part of my uh, uh professionalism i guess uh so to speak i do uh in addition to um the uh, the music stuff i do uh tourism photography for uh the area that i'm in uh i'm in west michigan i'm in grand haven michigan but grand rapids is where i was born and raised so i do photography for the uh, convention and visitors bureau so i also enjoy um you know, photographing a lot of the sites around, uh, you know, the area, West Michigan here, we're right on Lake Michigan. Mm. Uh, we've got great stuff in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I um, have a lot of different, uh, you know, interests as far as, um, you know, photography goes. Mm. So what is an average day for you then? 
Well, um, average day is, I mean, I do have been building up uh, my socials for uh, print sales, and uh, that has begun doing pretty well for me. Um, Most people obviously are interested in stuff that was shot in the 90s. Uh, So um, take care of orders that come in. Uh, If there's stuff that I'm doing with um, uh, software, uh, kind of focus on that. Then building stuff with the uh, AI newsletter, um, take care of uh, stuff with that. Um, If I'm doing uh, photography out in the field, it's just kind of a a matter of uh, I just covered about... um, 80 uh, city and county parks. So just going out there into uh, nature and uh, seeing what captures your eye and what you feel that people are going to connect with who want to get out and explore parks or uh, something from a tourist or in tourism perspective. Hmm. Cool, man. Sounds like you had a pretty creative life. Uh, What would you say is, is your career highlight? Like, could you pick one thing? I mean, I think photography is obviously something that I've come back to. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, with something that I would be remembered for would be uh, photography. I was uh, fortunate enough a few years ago to have an exhibition at a, uh, a museum here in Michigan. So I'm, I'm proud of, of, of that, um, you know, proud of, um, you know, my photography from a um, uh, per- professional perspective um but you know i i enjoy you know creating and communicating i i think that that's something that's been kind of a a natural aspect for me i suppose mm-hmm. and and where do you find that you're most active on social media i see you lots on twitter but are you are you the same on instagram and, and facebook and all that or yeah um i i would say um you know, of them all, I mean, I, I like the aesthetic of Instagram, but uh, Twitter is something that I've been on since probably about 2009, but it's only in the last year that I've been able to kind of really connect with people more on Twitter. And um, I think that um, w- with any of those, it's a matter of finding your audience and finding a, a, a common voice, uh, no, ma- no matter what your uh, doing and uh being able to kind of uh share and connect with people i mean uh also connect with people through an email list um you know from a marketing perspective i i I think you know email is infinitely important because if any of these platforms go away um you're kind of in a bind so if you've got an email list you've got something that you're able to say well you know hey we're here's where we're going, here's what we're doing. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, you've seen that time and time and again, somebody loses uh, loses their page or their platform, and it's not necessarily that they did something controversial. I mean, it's just uh, kind of where we live these days. And, I mean, we're not playing on a playground that we own. It's uh, It's rented space, even though we built it up. Yeah, no, right? Suddenly, like, oh. Where is my account? Yeah. My page. I've I've seen that happen to some uh, pretty big photographers and uh, wasn't anything that they necessarily did. It's just, uh, you know, in the realm of shit happens. Yeah. Wow. All right, Paul, I'm going to let you go, bud. Uh, I want to respect your time here. I told you it'd be 15 minutes. We're 
into probably more than half hour here. So where is uh, the best place for people to see your work? Like, do you got a, a specific website that people can go to? Yeah, I mean, uh, my main site is pauljendrasiakphoto.com or uh, any of the uh, socials. If you just type in my name, P-A-U-L-J-E-N-D-R-A-S-I-A-K, you know, you'll be able to come up with uh, my Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And, uh, you know, I love connecting with folks, uh, you know, who kind of share the same connection with uh, music. Um, I've met a lot That's of wonderful cool. folks just like you. And, uh, you know, you, you, you find those amazing connections and music is such a great thing at the end of the day. Yeah, that's great. Paul, thank you for doing this. Nice to meet you. Nice to jump on a Zoom here with you. And uh, I guess we'll see you online. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. It was wonderful to meet you. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Talkcast Podcast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.